All right, everyone. How you doing? I'm Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast, and here with me I have. Hello, I'm TJ Jefferson. You guys know me from Clutch Mode. Um, that's the only team you played on, right? You didn't play on like I guess their previous iteration, Z Warriors. I did play for original Z Warriors back when uh, in 2017. Oh wow, Jeez, it seems like a long time at this point. <laughs> so before we get into um, your story, let's get some preliminaries out of the way. So what's your jersey number and what's the story behind it? My jersey number is 16. I used it for baseball since I was probably like five years old all the way to about high school. Then I swapped to 20. But I used 16 because it was my favorite NASCAR driver's number, funny enough, which was Tony Starr at the time. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think of that. Um, do, you have, do you know who Austin Deeks is? Not off the top of my head. Okay, so he plays in the South. Sometimes he travels, sometimes he doesn't. He's the only other person that got interviewed, and it was, I want to say, about four years ago. He got interviewed, and he said that the reason he picked his jersey number, and I want to say it was 24, is because he loved Dale Gordon. I'm sorry, Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon. Sorry, mixing names. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to hear another NASCAR reference on this podcast, and here we are, nearly four (laughs) years later. Um, so you're, you're a big fan of NASCAR, not Formula One? Uh, I, this was years ago. I don't even want, I don't, I have no idea what's going on with the NASCAR scene anymore. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but you, you say your jersey number is 16. That's pretty much a number that's followed you your whole life. Yep. Okay. Um, and what position did you play in baseball? I was the, well, I played in Little League. I was a shortstop for most of the time. I pitched, catched. I played everything, but when high school hit, I played mostly left field. Oh, okay. Cool. And um, so let's let's get into your story. Uh, When was the first time you played uh, dodgeball, and what was that experience like? First time I played dodgeball was probably, let's see, it's been 13 years now, so I was about... 12, 13 years old, playing at Faith Community Center. Uh, my friends begged me to go play, which unfortunately I don't talk to anymore. They're like, dude, you got to try this league out, this little dodgeball thing. I was like, oh, okay, all right. And um, first time going, I don't remember much of it anymore because unfortunately I have a very bad memory. But uh, I was addicted. Like I was like, I love the competitiveness, even though I sucked very bad. I was one of the worst <laughs> dodgeball players out there. And then ever since then, I've been – I played – at that church for 12 years now oh wow unfortunately uh we can no longer play because we've we've grown up but Man. that's where it all started uh thanks to my friend uh ray and damien at the time um were they part of uh, z warriors or uh clutch mode no they they never or, went so far oh, they never went past the church no okay is this where you would have met those guys the, for the um, part Chris DeSouz, Tim, and those guys. Is that yep. where you met them in that church league? Every, met everyone from there, yeah. Oh, wow. It's cool that you're, like, your stories sort of intertwine in that church league. Um, I mean, other than the game, was there anything about it? Was it just the ambience, like the, the aura of, of the of the game itself? Or what else was it other than the game that hooked you? Or was it just the game that hooked you right away? It was a game, but back when we played when we were young, like, going to the church it wasn't like dodgeball that is today the competitive like six v six it was like as many as you can against each other and then there was different game moves and at the time when i was getting older and getting better everyone started recognizing and you can ask chris to jesus one day uh he made a tier list and i made no i was number one on his list and i'll never let that down and ever since then i was just like i was like i think i can take this farther and, like, if there was a league, I would love to try it. So you played there for, obviously, a long time. Did you find a league local um, that you guys moved from um, as Clutch Mode together? Or how, how did that, like, start? Like, did you find uh, there, a local league or was it a tournament league? Or what was your first, there was, like? There was one, door, one dodgeball tournament that we have ever heard of outside of, like, schools that held dodgeball tournaments for fun. But this was the only competitive tournament that I've ever heard of. And it was in 2015 at a Calvary church. And that's when I actually met, at the time, Team Awesome, the younger version of Team Awesome. <laughs> this was, it was a very long time ago. Yeah. Uh, this was, our team was just made up of random people back then. We didn't really have an identity as Z Warriors or Clutch Mode until like 
early 2017. But uh, for our first tournament, we made it to the uh, the finals against Team Awesome, who 3-0'd us after we reset the bracket. And uh, that was the first time I ever got to competitively play at a higher level than just a little church league. <laughs> um, did you do any of the Sky Zone ones at all? Uh, back in 2019, we did. I played a couple of them. We unfortunately missed out on going to Chicago. Oof. And then T- uh, UDC stopped going, so then all the tournaments died. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so... That first tournament, when you said it was in a, against Team Awesome, was that like your first competitive tournament? Or what would your first competitive tournament have been? Because I know they travel to a lot of competitive, non-competitive tournaments. That was my first like competitive against actual players from outside the like outside of Delaware. My like outside of the little tournaments at home, like in the high school, they had a March Madness tournament, which was basically. <laughs> they had like a bunch of teams from like the firehouses and like the police and they all would come and try to beat us which we held the trophy i think six years in a row nice <laughs> and that's that was technically my first tournament but team awesome was the first time i actually played against the competitive dodgeball league and what was it like when you played them in the finals as seemingly uh, like a rookie team after we reset the bracket they just stomped us we had no uh no we weren't in like in shape like they were Hmm. we were we all just play once every friday every friday night we played so it kind of just was like a burden (laughs) so it's pretty much a a wake-up call i'll let you know there's levels to this yeah uh but without meeting team awesome i don't think we probably would have ever got the chance to play an elite so Gotta thank shout out Frankie for that one. Frankie got you to your first elite. Yes, he got us to play for the first time, uh, in the the actually the second our second competitive when we were first Z Warriors over with Kyle Rolf and the Paper Factory was what we called it. That was when Frankie got us to actually play there, and then eventually it took us to elite. Oh, so what was what? Um, do you remember what your first elite was? What round? What city? Funny enough, it was. I believe either Baltimore, New Jersey. I don't remember exactly, but it, I actually just got the reminder on my Facebook page that in 2017 was our first round ever, which we played. Oh. We went, we went four and five, and we made it to the second round of playoffs, and then that's where we lost. No, so what was that experience like? <sighs> A wake up call. <laughs> like I'm like you know cocky what, at the time, 21 year old kid, like. And there's not many people that could be better than what we were at the time. And I was like, no, nah, we're going to come in here and stomp. Come to realize there's people way better than all of us. And I was like, it was just a good wake-up call and be amazing how many people actually love the sport of dodgeball and can competitively play. And it, it blew my mind. Yeah. And you say you couldn't remember if it was Baltimore or – it was. Either, I believe it was Baltimore. I believe it was a West Coast – or not West Coast, West what? Side State. <laughs> I've only been to West Coast once, so. I'm like, West side, sir, Baltimore, you're in the East. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> what West side are you talking about that don't include me? <laughs> Look, it's been a long day. Fair enough, fair enough. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So it seems like it's, it, at least early on, the theme of your journey has been a wake-up call. You know, understanding there's levels to this, fitness to this, even IQ and, and decision-making. Um, oh yeah. After, after that, what was your um, what was your biggest takeaway other than it just being a uh, a wake up call from uh, Baltimore? Like you, you obviously you found yourself in love with the game, and you want to see how far you can go. Did you feel discouraged at all in in the, in the early stages when you you know had that wake up call, or did you just feel more invigorated to to continue? Oh, I felt so hyped to continue. I was ecstatic <laughs> to be able to play against people of this caliber. I was, it was just I wanted to get better, and I had that drive and competitive drive. Or we practiced, I believe, three extra hours of already playing on three-hour days. Oh, to wow. get Yeah, we were playing six hours of dodgeball every Friday just to get better and see where we can take this. That's nuts, dude. That's like almost a division and a half if you think about it. 
Yeah, it's almost unheard of now. It's too old for that. Oh, I, I would still do it if you know if I could run a gym, I would still do it. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, nowadays I think we're more focused on the recovery aspect, not so much the training as, uh, aspect of it. But no, um, coming from when I started playing, a lot of people would say, "Oh, just play, just play, just you know, you'll get better that way." You know, but a lot of times it wasn't recovery that was focused on. Now it's like. You know, people are focusing more on recovery and extending their game rather than, you know, beating themselves up and losing five years on the back end. Um, so other than the Baltimore, what was your other – do you remember what your next elite tournament was? Unfortunately, after that, I was not able to play for a whole year because I had a lot of personal stuff going on. with like ex-fiance at the time. Uh, a lot of bad decisions on my part that made me miss dodgeball for that year. Mm. But uh, I remember the next year I came back, we played, which was Boston round one in 2018. Oh, wow. Um, and, what was that like? Uh, since we made top four, it was amazing. That experience <laughs> was a joy because, you know, new team, who's the Delaware guys? And we come out of nowhere known as the catching group after that tournament because I believe our my buddy Jesus at the time made – I believe over 20 some catches and it was just, it was an experience, something I can't wait to relive at a more than 11 team tournament. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I think the East is growing. I think there's more than that now. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, you guys caught your way up into the top four, huh? Top four. Yeah. That was when, let's see. Anarchy won. I think it was Team Awesome second, Brick Squad third, and then us were fourth. Damn. <laughs> I'm telling you, catches win matches, people. And this oh, guy's yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, now you're on the map. You put Delaware on the map. Um, would this be where your UDC uh, career started? It'll be the next he, year. It'll be the fall. Okay, so we'll, we'll 2019. Just, we'll, 2019. So, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. So, you made it to the top four after numerous wake-up calls from previous years. Obviously, you're feeling pretty good about yourself as this new upstart team, uh, clutch mode. You guys pretty much, and I think this I remember. Was Z-Warriors, that, actually. Oh, you guys were Z Warriors. This was Z Warriors before we went to clutch. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then, okay. I still Both remember seeing. Change is 2020. Oh, so it's a fairly recent new team, at least mm-hmm. brand wise. Yeah. Well, we just merged together with Chris after the 2019 season, we merged with Chris and then 2020 on was our first year of clutch and then COVID happened. And then here we are now. <laughs> and then here we are now. So, okay. Let's talk about um, how, how did you feel obviously finishing in the top four in your first uh, or first tournament of that year, I should say, not your first tournament and realizing you have essentially a target on your back in your region. What was the approach that you took uh, in preparation for the following rounds, knowing that would be the case? Uh, I took it more seriously. Uh, after finishing top four, I was like, I got a taste of what it felt like to, to reach that peak of, hey, you're up in the, the best of the best now. Like, if you want to make it past them, you got to push to beat them. Uh, and you got to try and watch it. Well, I know I'm not much of a video watcher, but we went back and we're watching videos on what we can do to beat those teams. Mm. So it just it made me feel like a responsibility to not let that go, like that top four. Like we deserved it, we earned it. Now it's time to keep it going. And <laughs> where did you guys finish that season? In the, uh, in well, the East? round two happened. Richmond, we actually bombed out. We had a very. This was when the was it the double elimination? Still, yeah, it was still double. We we blew up against uh, Bloom. We dropped four two. Or 4-1, actually. Or 3-1, something like that. No, way, it was best of ones then. So, yeah, we we, got, we literally just lost out on the first round, losing 4-1 to Bloom, who outplayed us in every way, shape, and form. And that was and then, in the second round. Yeah, that was in Richmond. Richmond, Virginia. And then the last tournament was New Jersey, uh, which is where the Souls play for anyone that watches arena football. <laughs> The, uh, we finished six, I believe, and then we've overall finished, I believe, it was like fourth, fourth or fifth. It wasn't a good. I mean, I mean 
it it didn't sound like a good year, but if you're still in the top five, four ish, I I'd have to go research it. It's been so long. Yeah, no, it definitely is, and I'm not expecting anyone to. <laughs> Actually, to... no, we finished. We got fourth because uh, we were fourth because we had a 16 seed going into uh, nationals. Oh, okay. So in, in a way, it did work out, at least or from the region we? perspective. No, I lied. I'm sorry. It was fifth. It was fifth or sixth because we did not have the 16 slot. Uh, the 16th slot. You're doing research now. right now. I remember now. Yeah, it was. We had fifth or sixth, but we went to nationals to play that year. And that was in Minneapolis. And how was that experience like for you? That was amazing. <laughs> I played all five divisions. Oh, crap. <laughs> I played all five divisions, and I had a blast on every single one of them. How wrecked were you? Oh, let's not talk about it. <laughs> I, didn't <laughs> like three. I didn't move for like two days after that tournament. <laughs> Just two days? It was like two to three days. I was, oh, I was like 22 at the time, so yeah, I was able to move around a little more. <laughs> 22, and you were beat up playing every division in Minneapolis. Oh, I absolutely loved it. I got so to meet, you, who did you get to meet? I got to meet all the West Coast uh, uh, players like Doom. At the time, they were Doom. Yeah, got to meet yeah. Doom, Crisis, which was a big fan of Andrew Ketchum. He's a pretty cool guy. Got to talk to him at round one, actually, as Z-Warriors. Um, got to meet uh, outsiders who um, unfortunately I haven't even got to play against them yet. Rise. And there's a bunch of other teams I, I'm not going to list. <laughs> outsiders, the way you said that, they're on your bucket list of teams to play. Yes, there's a couple. We haven't played Rise yet, and we haven't played Outsiders. You haven't played Rise? Nope, we did not play Rise. I faced <laughs> them in the tournament we'll get to later, which was that year, but it'll be later. Okay, so, uh, yeah, and, and I guess we can kind of segue into that now because that tournament took place literally a month after – or a month and a half after Nationals. So you would, be, you would be a part of – I think it was either the first or might have just been the last, like, all-Tribune invite tournament. Does that sound right? I believe it was, it was the last one. It was a what? I think it was the last one. Yeah, I don't think they ever had another, like, invite – only and when i say invite only i don't mean inviting like teams this is for people at home yeah they invited they had uh, the back in the day there was this article called the tribune and um at least in the first year you know players were being ranked by their peers kind of and it was those players that were invited to take part in a tournament where some of the players um were drafted or some of the players were captains and they would draft the, from this exclusive uh, ranking pool. Um, do you remember who your team, who your teammates were, who drafted you? I had Chris, funny enough, Chris Jesus was on my team, <laughs> which at the time we are not teammates, but we, we've been playing together for years. So it worked out Kyle Bailey, uh, another dynasty player. I wish I could remember their names off the top of my heart and two other players. Oh, I feel so bad for not remembering. I'm sorry, guys. That's <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a lot of hate mail for this. Oh, I'm uh, ready for it. Uh, well, you got to. Um, but how was that tournament experience like for you? I mean, obviously, it's a little more condensed than Nationals, but you know that every game is do or die, essentially, by the talent pool that you're playing against. Knowing that I was one of the last picked, I knew I had to prove myself. And uh, I didn't – I've sort of – what? We played 8.5. I believe we didn't – I don't know if, remember if we did nosing. I believe we did foam which was a seven-inch foam, which I hated, but it is what it is. <laughs> but coming to that tournament, uh, with all that weight, knowing I was one of the last picks, I was like, yes, I understand. Not a lot of people know who I am from other regions because oh, I've only played in the East Coast at the time. So yeah. I wanted to go out there and prove myself, which unfortunately at the beginning of 8.5, I didn't play corner. So I was very in an unfamiliar spot playing middle. I don't mm -hmm. play middle. I'm not a catcher like my teammates are never done it before and it wasn't going well at first but playoffs came around and that's when I was able to start picking up and reading and I was actually making more catches and understanding the role better but overall for 8.5 I had a blast it was a it was a good experience to understand what my teammates can see when I'm not playing that position mm. and especially facing you know like people who throw 90 for no reason <laughs> Oh, no, there's a reason, and it's aimed at your head. That's why. And it's That's scary. 
Is it? It's, it's like when I had Andrew Catchum rip one at me in Nationals, I was like, bro, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a death ball. That was personal. Uh, it's not personal if it's business. So <laughs> it's not it's true. It, so well. Then I played foam for the first time, seven inch foam. And I was when at first I was middle and then they moved me to corner. I was like, allow me to play corner in this one. And that's when I really think I played very well. I took out a lot of corner, like higher ranked corners in that time. I couldn't tell you names off the top of my head. Don't ask. That, that, that's fair. No, I mean, you, you're telling me about your experience. If you don't, if you don't recall certain names, I'm sure some people would, you know, tag you and say it was me or whatever the case oh, was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as I know, you have a list on your on your back, uh, a target on your back, and there's a list that's going to go you see more you. videos of me getting face shot, if you understand why. Well, uh, well, no, it's because of this episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So after 2018, that's where you and, and Chris teamed up, right? That's when all of our team moved over to uh, Clutch Mode, yes. And what was that experience like, finally, like, teaming up with him? Did you feel like it was a long time coming, or? It was kind of more of, like, out of the blue, because, like, they, he told – our team was falling, like, having a little – like, people didn't want to commit anymore. They were moving on. And then Chris had uh, said he was – his team is redoing their whole thing. And at the time, uh, we kind of just were like, why don't we just merge? We'll go to you. And then we moved over to Clutch Mode. And I, I, it was really nice at first. Everything was good. Got to practice a lot more, all that stuff. And so you, when you when you joined Clutch Mode, everything you, you said you, you practiced a lot more. You guys were a little more regimented when you guys teamed up? Yeah. Unfortunately, during our time, people moved, so we weren't able to practice as much. So, But you, but you would say that you were more regimented and more – on top of it because of the fusion oh, of teams. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I completely just blew that over my head. But yeah. <laughs> um, so, obviously, we're not going to go round by round, but how would you say that that year went for you in clutch mode versus you and Z-Warriors? Were you still in the top four? I would imagine you were still in the yes. top four. That, our yeah. first year, we were in top four. Now, well, okay. So, no, because, oh, no, we already established – uh, a couple minutes ago, that you finished in the fifth or sixth in, for, last year so you, yeah. for Z So a little improvement. Now you actually finished in the top four, um, higher seeding at nationals, uh, and that would have been. Would that have been Austin? That was Austin. That was our last final. Oh, jeez! Oh, that hurts. That hurts my soul. Um, <laughs> yeah, I played all five rounds too. And you played all five rounds of that. Oh, you're definitely you're definitely built like Johnny Knoxville. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> well, so what was that 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 year like, and what was that experience at nationals like? So the year was really good. We finished top four. Um, all right, quick side note: my mom's spamming me. May you add her to the podcast so she can watch. Sorry, uh, but no, that it's, year it's fine. I mean, this is audio; she can hop on or listen in. It doesn't matter. Let's see. Let's see. We finished. Boston was top four because we threw a 3-1 lead to uh, – 3-0 lead, actually, to Impact, which Matt Levine had the catch of the year on me. Not a happy guy. <laughs> Wait, Matt Levine had the catch of the year on you? Yep. It was the play I, of the year. Oh, I got to see this. <laughs> I don't like watching it. He won before us and then called me on – I thought it was a perfect place ball, and he just made the catch. And I was like, you know what? I'm not mad. <laughs> but you are now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that year we also, we've, well, it was fourth, tenth, fourth. It's like fourth, tenth, fourth or something like that. I don't remember fully. It's been a very long time. That's fair. No, that's fair. That's why we're summarizing it. Yeah, and then Nationals came, which was the big, We I don't even remember who we beat first, but I will always remember our best of seven against Doom or uh, Heat at the time. They, oh, just, they changed the Heat. We were down 3 1. We brought it back to 3 3. We had the lead going into game seven. We had, I think it was like 6 to 2. I unfortunately ball blocked and let go of the ball and 
which you're out if you do that. And then unfortunately, just watch the team with a lot of unfortunate events happen and we turn out to lose, which it stung. It stung a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they would go on to win the national championship that year, the fact that you guys did what essentially crisis couldn't. I mean, crisis won one game. You guys pulled it and forced the game seven. We forced the game seven and had the lead. Oh, and had the lead. Ah! I know, mean, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just painting the picture. Like, I know that I can know. be you again down the road. Like, there hasn't been, at least to my understanding, too much of a shakeup between either team. So, suffice to say, if that, if if that uh, coin flip happens again, I think it'd be favorable for you guys. Um, and if Matt Levine doesn't do that catch of the year or whatever that was, please send that to me. Um, I'll find it for you and send it to you. <laughs> but yeah, or I'm sure if Matt's listening or someone of impact is listening, they'll find. Oh, they're going to, dude. They're going to listen dude, when this episode airs. I know people are listening to it now, but when this airs, um, I'm definitely going to get it. It's going to be spammed, I'm sure. And probably uh, pretty sure you've seen me dying when I got headshotted. It's called clap boom. If you haven't seen it, Frankie will send it to you. More than oh, I think he, that's funny. I wasn't going to touch on that. Uh, he actually posted that on the crowdsource questions, and we'll get to it in a bit. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we played um, what? Coed. Then after that, we did was it eight point five Coed, right? In Austin. Yes, it was <sighs> in that really hot building because they the AC broke. The AC broke. Um, if I remember gee, correctly. It was. I, I want to say they didn't open. Oh, oh man! It open and then it was. Oh no! They did co-ed first. Yeah, they did do co-ed first for some. They did co-ed, which is weird. They did co-ed first, then open. Yeah, and that building that we were in was miserably hot. <laughs> I don't I even remember how we that. did that. I know I got to play with my sister on the same team, so that was really cool. Uh, we did all right. I think we made top sixteen or something like that, or like top. 20 it was it was it's COVID we try then we did the the run to the game seven with heat and then let's see then we had no stings we made top 16 for no sting I know that men's no sting women's no sting I don't think we did that well and I don't remember too much and then pinch if I didn't have to make my flight we are in top we made quarters or semis I believe oh wow so you had a missed pinch because your flight I played all the way until the four, the third round, third playoff game, which sucked. I was pissed. I'll have to ask um, Sean Mc, uh, Mahan if uh, where they placed, because he was still there, and I was super sad. I love Pinch. It's one of my favorite ball type play, like playing types. Which I'm <laughs> going to the North round one in two weeks to go play Pinch. Nice. Um, oh yeah. So what? Yeah, uh, I, I could say this. I love watching pinch. I'm not a pincher. <laughs> That's <laughs> not my thing. But I would definitely, definitely. I love. I love a few games of pinch every now and then. Why not? Let hey, you know. Why don't we huh? Thank, dude, thank you. You my dog, TJ. You my dog. I like <laughs> you. You cool. Well, I play baseball. And, I'd love to launch one of those at eighty miles yeah, per hour. I never played baseball, but at the same time, I love a stinger in my hands. Um, <laughs> those hurt. And this is for the international audience. Stingers are like if you have a you have a softball out there, and I'm sure everyone plays softball at some point. They're pretty much rubber balls about that size. Maybe a little smaller. Are they a little smaller? I don't know. Uh, the, I think they're, they're seven inch, a little about the same size as seven inch foam, or maybe a little smaller. No, they're not. They're not seven inch foam size i never actually played with the singers i just heard about them and i always wish i got to try it oh okay well yeah you if you love pinch you love singers um that's just a thing um so let's talk about well let's kind of skip through (laughs) this Um, would go now it would go to our first time like playing actual udc no sting film uh, like no sting tournaments yeah how how was that experience like from the qualifier to uh, or almost just the qualifier. qualifier. Oh, just the qualifier. Just qualifier. Just okay. Qualifier. So let's talk about the qualifier. We played a bunch of tournaments against at home, like we our Newark 
Skyland would always host tournaments. At first, it was just foam, and then they moved it. Uh, Team Awesome brought no sing balls, and that's where Impact and Team Awesome would come play with us, and then that's where we learned to play on the trampolines. And then the only qualifier we ever went to, we what? We won around Robin, then we faced – we won game one of round Robin uh, playoffs, and then game two was Aftershock. We had Ooh. a four – or it was – it was tied going into the final. It was two to two. We had a four to two advantage with 10 seconds left. And unfortunately, a situation happened where it looked like the player was, I couldn't remember the name of the Waterman. It's the last name. I'll give that. It was about okay. to throw at our boy, Eric Bleal, who was on the corner. Eric Bleal receives the throw, get, bounces off across his uh, teammate, runs across the trampoline and dives and catches it against the wall, bringing in Wyatt or, who is the hardest thrower on our team, knocks the ball out of Jeremy's hands, and we lost within 10 seconds, missing out on Chicago. Oh, so you literally missed out on Chicago, like, by that sequence. Yep. And it was the uh, – the, it was a heartbreak three-hour ride home. <laughs> three-hour ride home. But it is – as a part of a competitive sport that you're not going to win every tournament. You're not going to win every game. Yeah. That's, that's a fair reality. Um, you're not going to win every tournament you play. And, you know, some teams are going to win more than others. Uh, it's just the nature of the beast, as we've elegantly de- described. Um, so let's let's skip the next two and a half years. Uh, <laughs> what would you yep. say? Th- this is more of a curiosity question. As someone who, I mean, and maybe this is just me, me thinking, you know, everyone in Delaware at some point have played together. Um up until clutch mode, you and Chris have it. What was the biggest thing you learned playing from Chris that you didn't know before then? He taught me how to be a better leader mm. playing with him. I was able to, like, he taught me more of, like, what to do in situations. And this also goes with Frankie as well because they both taught me, and that's how I learned a lot better. But, mm-hmm. um, like, how to play corner better he gave me tips and tricks also like playing styles when to do certain things and that's just why i picked up playing with chris before playing with him like after we got finally played together and this is where he gave me a lot of the information and gave me the that you can be a catcher even if you're not (laughs) so okay um let's get to it uh who are your role models in dodgeball and out of dodgeball that you had growing up oh boy so in dodgeball now, now like yeah. right as of right now, it would probably I would love to have the bouncing like the athletic is got. I'd like to be able to play like Jeff Giovinco. My boy hops like a bunny ninety percent of the time. Always <laughs> I wish I could do that. And I'm, he's one of my he's one of my rivals, but he's one of my best friends that I like to learn from, and he's definitely a role model of how to play corner. When we face each other. And then when I was growing up, I would definitely probably, oh boy, probably Brian, my teammate Brian Baker, and then Chris Jesus was growing up playing against them and how hard Brian would throw and how good Chris was as a catcher. I was just like, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> now, who's, uh, who's, your, who's your rival? Oof, there's a couple. Whether it's, your, whether it's for clutch mode or whether it's just personal. You can answer there's both a, ways. I have three rivals right now. Let's go for it. Let, let's let's put them on blast. Who are they and why? Matt Levine, because my life away at the tournament. <laughs> Great guy. He absolutely demolished me. I'll never let I, that go. I will say this. We love you, Matt, but you're getting roasted today. Um, next one. <laughs> Jeff Dvanko, because he's one of my favorite corners to face. Oh, okay. I will give that list later when it comes because I did see that in the questionnaire. And then Chris DeJesus, since he's no longer on our team. Love you, bro. But we're now rivals since you are now on Anarchy. Is he on Anarchy full-time or is he on yes. Anarchy just for open? Uh, well, I don't know what we're doing with 8.5 and like – or not 8.5 for no thing. Uh, we haven't talked about it, I'm assuming. But as of right now, he's on Anarchy for 8.5, which is the ball type I care more about. So. That's fair enough. No, that's fair. Uh, we'll, we'll stick with that. I didn't want you to divulge any personal secrets, if any. Um, oh, no. Yeah. 
so <laughs> I got to ask you this. Why do you love Anivia from League of Legends so much? Why are we talking about this? Huh? This is a this is not asking me a question. You've ever asked Brian Baker that question. I hate that question. <laughs> so for the people at home who probably didn't know, um, I actually met TJ. Well, first off, let me rewind. I met TJ two almost three weeks ago now. It's um, been two weeks. Two weeks ago. I just took my shot. Okay, so two weeks. So two weeks ago. And right away I knew he was one of my favorite people to chat with. Ten minutes in the conversation, he mentions League of Legends, and this man went from cool points right here to way up here. So he has a thing. He loves Anivia. So why do you love Anivia so much? Get out of here. You know I hate that empty with a passion. <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm just trolling you. No, no. It's just a weakness that we found out that he has that he just he utterly despises. There's the, a lot of things I hate. There's a lot of things you hate. You hate people who play Sona. Um, yeah, if you're on my team ever in league, don't play Sona. I will flame. Even if they're like top tier support Sona players, just you just don't like if, Sona. If you get hooked by Blitzcrank, I'm flaming. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Um, yeah, we probably just only have 20 people listening to that reference. So thank you very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me ask you this, and before we continue. What is it about your role in league that you you enjoy the most? And this and before you answer that, so his main role is ADCs, all right? Yes. So he, uh, again, this is, I'm only going to have a handful of people listen. Um, so when you play League of Legends, you're pretty much split off into three different lanes and two different jungles on your side of the map. Uh, Jefferson would play on the bottom side with a partner. Whether he knows them or not, I don't. You know, I don't know if he plays with a dedicated partner or someone in solo queue. So a lot, of, a lot of his matchups are more. And this, this is my my perspective. Your your matchups are more impactful. You got to secure the dragon. You got to you know, push the waves. Your support's got to roam mid every so often. You guys got to track the jungler at, at the same time. So you have a lot on your plate. So what is the most? What, what is your favorite part about about your role that you take to heart whenever you play? Uh, the part I take the most is probably being able, like how mechanically good you have to be in ADC. Like a lot of people think like if you play League, oh, you just right click the enemy. That's not how it always works. Sometimes you can get away with that. But I, love being, I love being in the high pressure situations and outplaying by by how good of a mechanical clicker I can be. And that's what the ADC role is all about. Positioning and playing properly. And when I do that, it just it's just it feels so good like my tournament i had this past weekend i was i played very well and it felt top my game <laughs> so you're not running from the pressure pressure situations you want to fight for the objectives you want to fight for you know that lane and you want to prove your mechanical and technical prowess and if you see sona that's just a red target on her back the entire time if i see sona if it's not dead by level two i'm pissed <laughs> it's a failed lane in my book ah. <laughs> oh man moving on um <laughs> do you have any uh pre-game rituals before a tournament i listen to a single song before oh. i don't do this on stream i do stream my tournaments but i listen to oh god let me go on my phone and it is called it's a, it's kind of like a hype up song. It's talking about winning the trophy and stuff. For the glory by all good things. It's a rock song. It's about carving your name into a trophy. You know, stadium lights flashing, like being in that high pressure situation, and it just hypes me up. I'm like, let's get this, and then we just go, and it's, here we are. <laughs> let's get this, and then here we are. Um, is that a song you listen to with your team, or is that just personally what you listen to? That's just personally what I listen to. Um, what about like in the drive up to tournaments? Do you drive up by yourself, or do you go with a partner? Uh, for the tournament, most times I travel with people. Like for uh, for dodgeball, I always normally I ride with Will Bethard or Brian Baker or whoever's riding with us at the time. <laughs> like for the North Round one, it'll be Brian and I and my mom. 
Oh, well, yeah. In, in case you guys haven't noticed, yeah, he has mentioned his mom a few times. She is literally his biggest support system on the court. I got to meet her two weeks ago. True, truly a dodgeball fan. Not just a fan of her son, but she loves the game. Um, if she's listening anywhere in the house, hi, how you doing? Um, <laughs> you raised a good champ here. Uh, okay, so... You kind of skipped that one. You said you only listen to one song. You drive up pretty much multiple states through, you said, Will Baker and your mom, right? For the most part. For the most part? And okay. then I can throw in Jeremy Mil- Milner as well. He, he'll ride with us every once in a while. Sweet. All right, let's get to these crowdsource questions because you're going to have to explain this clip to me. So oh, Frankie God. Giannetto. Okay, so Frankie Giannetto. Okay, this is this an East route? Okay, so this is a four, uh, a north, not a north round, but it was a tournament in the north for 8.5 and pinch for people who just want to play dodgeball. And Chris was like, yo, let's go. I was like, all right, but. So Chris and I rode over, and that's how we found out about the tournament. Okay, so. Well, actually, I didn't even play with Chris. I played for Impact, and Chris played for, I don't remember what team it was. Yeah, it shows you're on Impact, and someone on this team lights you up but the funny thing is it's not the light up is it, it's almost the like the delayed reaction it's we my mom was calling it clap clap boom because you see me clap twice and then i get absolutely <laughs> my my funeral is going to be there eventually one day now because that's where i died <laughs> yeah you I, I see you clap twice and you like okay I so they, i was like here we go it's coming here we right go. probably and it's in my face and i died and you died you literally flapjacked in that, in that uh, gym. I had to sign two things of paperwork and uh, had a bloody nose. So thank you, Tommy. It, oh, is that the guy who hit you? As far as I remember, his name was Tommy. Okay, Tommy, uh, you're the real MVP. Uh, who, who recorded this? You know, was it Frankie? Uh, I think it was Frankie or Ryan McComb at the time. Uh, yes, Ryan McCombs recorded because he also got hit in the face too. But Frankie didn't post that video. Oh, of course he didn't. We're we're here to talk about you, not not McComb here. Um, I know, but I'll send you the video anyway. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's cool. Uh, but I think the one thing that gets me is not so much the face shot. It's sort of like the delayed reaction. Just, just like knockout kind of like delay. Just, yeah, like you clap twice. Gravity hasn't kicked in yet. You look <laughs> back and then you are you just hit the ground. <laughs> like it's just ridiculous. This is, so, this is as animated as humanly possible. And this is not photos. This is not CGI. No, um, this is me dying. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is your this is your doing, uh, Frankie. If you can repost this again uh, <laughs> when this airs, let me, please do. Uh, we won that tournament. I don't care. <laughs> oh, you Impact won that tournament. Yeah, we won both. We won overall. We finished second first. So let's go. Okay, how about this then? All right, forget about this clip, Frankie. Post that winning pick with my boy uh, TJ over here. Post that pick with my boy with his medals on. All right, um, Sam Hutter, Frankie Giannetto, never let this die. Frenchie, Sam, I think TJ, soul left his body, he, so he technically died for a second. You, it just never stops. I'm just glad to have it around now. All right. You were, you were grateful for this. Oh, yeah, I, I respect uh, Like, literally, we got put in a group chat for uh, uh, a for-fun tournament on the East Coast. Literally, Frankie saw my name posted immediately. <laughs> first video first thing in there he posted that and then my team our clutch mode our other group chat posted that's our profile picture of me dying is our profile picture <laughs> at this point i just accept it and just know it's always going to be around and i'm glad that that's fair that's fair um sam hutter what are you most excited for about the season and why is it playing pinch with me in toledo it's oh dude i can't wait two weeks right games. yep okay so uh, most exciting thing to play, the most exciting thing about this year is actually being able to play dodgeball again because originally I wasn't supposed to be playing anymore due to my spinal injury. But Do you I'm want to excited play? To... Yeah, we can. Um, but we had a tournament. Uh, this was just before COVID. It was one of the last tournaments Kyle Roth hosted. We were playing on a turf course, a court never really played on before. Oof. I was facing, we are facing Shred. Or actually, this was. I was facing Quan, who plays for Shred. We uh, we are playing a mismatch tournament, like um, good God, what was that called? A draft tournament. Yeah. And I tried dodging the ball by jumping really high, as high as I can, and I tucked my feet. 
Unfortunately, the ball clipped my toes, dragging me forward just enough because Quanto is pretty good. And I landed all on my knees and spine, and all the pressure activated what is the disease that my grandma has, which I'm not going to pronounce because it's really long. And yeah. after the whole spinal problem started, and then now we are here after six months of rehab and taking injections to being able to walk again. Wow. You're a warrior, dude. I know you told me about this already, but for the people hearing it, you're a warrior. Yeah, being and... I wasn't I wasn't supposed to really play actually any sports again. And if I didn't catch the problem when I did, I would become you know how the hunchback in Notre Dame has the hunch in his back, aka the why it's called that? Yeah. That's what my back could have turned into if I didn't catch it soon enough. So in in, in a way the injury kind of saved you. Because you, you wouldn't have known you had it. Yeah. yeah it, it, like, it's a good bad. Yeah. Okay. But but being able to, like, after everything, the doctor said I could probably get back to, like, 90, 95%, which I'm around 80 to 85, 90-ish range. So we're almost back, and I'll be able to continue playing dodgeball <laughs> until I decide to give it up. Well, I can say, having played against you, you did not look – slow down at all you were a machine the entire day i saw you but let's get to the real 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 answer real question here why are you excited to play with sam hunter sam hunter because she is a beast at pinch and we're gonna win <laughs> absolutely mad lad out there on the course nice um course court not court. Like golf. Co- co- get it together tj i'm a golfer uh, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so because she's a beast did she ask you to play with her, or did you ask to play with her? Uh, she sent a little group message to the East Coast Boys asking if we wanted to play, and I was in the way down because I heard pinch. <laughs> nice. Didn't need to know uh, anything else, just pinch. Just pinch. All you heard is pinch, where to go, and that's that. Yep, uh, that's Colin awesome. Dowling, and we kind of touched on this already, but we can dive into it a little more. What are your hobbies outside of dodgeball? Hobbies outside of dodgeball, I play golf. I golf a lot. I play pickleball, like any sport I'll play, more than happy to. Outside of that, I work and play video games. I stream most of the time, play League of Legends, stuff like that. That's How long have you been playing League? My first year was 2015, so no, 2016. So I'm at the five-year mark, or six-year mark. Oh, nice. Math is hard. Okay. Huh? Math is hard. Oh, no, I started the last two months of 2015. So wherever we're that equals now. No, that's still, that's still about six years. Yeah, six drilling years. Yeah, kind of. Just a tad over six. For anyone that needs to know, League of Legends is a mental game, and it will push you through the ringer. <laughs> you know, that's a funny thing. Um, I actually would agree. Because like, I've seen people who play League of Legends who don't normally tilt at all, not even in life. And they're cussing out everything under the sun after a bad game uh, after a bad game or a bad laning phase or something like there's something about that game that does something to you <laughs> oh absolutely i will say that right now i have a friend of mine who has six active accounts but previously had over 30 and most of those got banned because he was flaming you know how bad you got to be to get banned like almost 30 times <laughs> is huh? friend Tyler one? I wish he's gonna teach me how to do what he did. Did you know what he did? Oh, okay, this is gonna be us going into our own tangent. Um, do you know what Riot did for him? I think last month. No. Okay. I know so he reached challenger in every role. He reached challenger in every role. Which and Riot, no, that's zero point zero zero seven five percent of the ladder. So you're the top two hundred player on the East Coast on the on the. In, he's NA, in, in North America. He's in North America. He's a top 200 player in North America. That in itself is impressive. But to do it with every role, you've essentially done where I don't think anyone has ever done. No, no one's ever done it. And I no one's ever done it. Like I, I know people who've reached Challenger and peaked at Master and other roles, um, but I've never known a five-time Challenger. But anyways, yeah, essentially he's good. So Riot sent him custom challenger pendants with corresponding dates of when he reached that goal. I'll get that they one. Gave, 
Huh? I'll get there one day. I hope so. Last time they gave out a backpack, <laughs> they gave this fool five pendants, five challenger pendants. You can look it up. It's actually pretty cool. Um, okay, so it's funny that we're talking about that because the next one is the Anivia fan himself, Brian Baker. Which teammate do you want on the court with you on a 2v6? There is a correct answer. <laughs> Which his correct answer would be him. But um, with our team right now, the way well, if Will Bethard is on our team permanently, it would be Will. Will Bethard is a beast. Um, that man could catch, throw. He's from when we first played together in the foam league at the church to now, it, I a completely different player. And it's, it's awesome to see. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> you know he's going to call you as soon as he hears this. Uh, Kyle Harkins, um, wh- who are you most afraid of on the court? That's either going to be Juan <laughs> from Shred or Matt Levine from Shred. Okay, uh, unless we're talking the, the whole, if we're talking about like East, what everyone, then Andrew Ketchum. I've seen him throw 90 past my head. That'd be scary. Okay, but if we're talking just the East Coast, it's it'll be, it'll be Matt or Quan. They're both really good and throw pretty solid. Very, very tough. <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't be uh, Tommy who, who lit you up back there with the clap, clap, boom? Hey, that was pinch. Everyone, they're harder than pinch. That's true. Uh, Tim Bethard, what's your favorite part about playing dodgeball, and why are the Ravens the best team in the AFC? Okay, first you- of all, how dare you? <laughs> I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. That's <laughs> oh, that's why he playoffs last year, punk. Oh. <laughs> stop going for twos and kick a field goal. You're the best kicker in the league. I don't get it. And then uh, best part about playing dodgeball is, honestly, I know, like, playing dodgeball is amazing, but I actually love meeting everyone at dodgeball. All my friends that are from dodgeball, the community, love everything about it. Nice. So you're a Steelers fan? Yeah, I'm a Steelers fan. It's going to be a rough year this year. Yeah. um, And I guess, Tim, I guess he's on your team. That's a friendly fire right there, huh? With the Ravens? I don't like Ravens around here. Uh, all right. Chris DeJesus. Applebee's? This Applebee's. is one word. Give you a good meme. Why? So I used to work at Applebee's. And every time we go to Applebee's, I always bring it up just to be a, a memer. Okay. So every Applebee's we always go to after, if we win after a tournament, I'll be like, oh, I used to work at Applebee's. So that's why that whole meme is everyone says Applebee's is as a reference to, oh, is there an Applebee's around? Yo, TJ, you got to go there. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, I think I heard him say that when we were at the <laughs> we were at the bar. There's an Applebee's literally less than a mile away, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. No, but he no, said it when we were at the bar while wearing his medal. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he's like, hey, and I just remember thinking, kind of, now that this makes sense now, it was kind of random. I walk into the bar, we go to that back area where we're all kind of meeting up. And I see Chris DeJesus, and he has this, like, Mario Brothers T-shirt on. Like, you guys had, like, some dorky T-shirts, and I'm a big fan of those, by the way. Uh, he had a Mario Brother T-shirt on. Don't worry don't worry about why I remember details. And he was like, hey, man, we should probably hit up Applebee's after this. And then he just walked back, and I'm like, why did he just talk about Applebee's out of nowhere? And it's because he used to work at Applebee's. Yep. Cool. Colin, B-dubs, you used to work at Buffalo Wild Wings, too? No, we just went to uh, – when he visited, we went to B-Dubs when, oh, he came okay. down, when he came to practice with us one time. Love B-Dubs. Their wings suck ass. But I can watch League of Legends there. So, hey, who cares? <laughs> that is true. That is true on everything. Um, my, my, my go-to is the Buffalo – or the Blue Cheese Buffalo Burger. Cheeseburger. Love it. Wings, eh, not really. I got it. Mm, eh. it, it. It's okay. There's better wing shops. There, there's better wings, yes. Uh, Kyle Harkins, who do you love playing with and against the most? Who do I love playing with? Uh, playing with everyone on my team, honestly. I really enjoyed playing with them. Now, if we're not talking about my team, like in general, because obviously I'd like to play with them, they're my team. I love playing. I enjoyed playing with Impact back when they were Impact before they turned to Shred. I had a blast playing with Frankie and all them. Uh, people I don't like, don't like playing with. I don't really have anyone I don't like playing with. To be honest, I really haven't had a bad experience playing with anyone. Well, no. 
I think he's asking who do you love to play against the most. Oh, he's not asking who. Yeah, yeah, who do you, yeah, no, no. He's asking who do you like who who you know. You Kyle, you fucking like smacking a nuts again. Kyle Harkins. Yes, I love facing Wait. you. Why? Why you gotta call him my boy like that, man? Because <laughs> <laughs> I love my boy. Oh, he's no, cool. He's I cool. love uh, like love playing against like uh, Malavine, Kyle Sanders, Quan, Jeff, all the like uh, like McGee. Brandon, all of them that are really hard throwers and like really good players. They're very fun and they elevate my play trying to compete with them. And like really, it's really nice. I really enjoy it. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I'm 26 now. Go easy on me. Uh, no, no, no. You still got plenty of time. I mean, I, and on top of that, I know you hated it. I, I, you almost tilted when we played against each other. I always tilt. I just never showed. No, him. almost, no, almost, almost. Because I don't know what I I countered a ball at you, and I think you tried to block it, and it clipped your shoulder. Oh yeah, I was mad at myself. I was mad. I'm like, man, how the fuck do I buy this? <laughs> like I said, you're a machine, Brian Baker, back at it again. Aside from getting smoked in all in an all-time great video, what's your favorite play you've made? And walk us through it. If you can't uh, think of the play, give us why your favorite match you played and why. I remember the play, actually. This was back our first time as clutch mode when we went to make top four. At Boston, we were facing Anarchy, and we were – it was 2-1, to one, I believe. We were up 2-1, to one, and it was me and, if I remember correctly, Jeremy against Zapla, and uh, I couldn't hit him worth shit. I was so tired. So I decided – he came to throw, and I decided I'm going to go catch this. And I call it literally just just before it hits my face, just two hands, and we won. We went to go three one, and we won the series, upsetting Anarchy. And I will always remember that moment because it was a joy and the first time we've actually taken down Anarchy. Nice. Um, final question actually comes from I think this is your mom. Um, the that, any chances you guys know how I can listen to the podcast? Um, I knew you were going to say that. I thought about posting. <laughs> she, she was like, "Yeah, it'll 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 be aired by the time. Well, it'll be airing on Friday, or Friday or Wednesday, whenever I can release this. But you'll you'll definitely I'll send you the link for sure." Um, <laughs> yeah, she she asked how she could listen to it. Uh, so clearly we've had a, a lot a lot of fun talking. Um, <laughs> definitely some dorky moments there for sure that only a handful of people are probably going to get. But I want to ask you um, the legacy question. So, TJ, how would you like to be remembered once you step away from the game? I would like to be known as one of the better corners on the East Coast. Actually, not even better. One of the best corners on the East Coast. Or that, That's my goal. Um, eventually, it, depending on how long I have left, I don't know. It depends on how my body likes me at this point because every day something new is going on. Uh, mm. If I can make – I would love to be a known corner before I – and I also want to win a – Round a U.S. round on the East Coast as a clutch mode member. It really means a lot to you to, to win for clutch mode. Yeah, I would like to hang. Uh, also, I know, joke aside, I want a double catch. I want one, so people help me out, please. Anyone listening? No. If you don't mind, <laughs> <give me> one. <laughs> I told myself once I get a double catch, I'm retiring, so help me. But no, all jokes aside, I. I want to be known as one of the best corners. I don't know where I stand today. I I feel like I've made pretty well progress from day one to now. But that's my that's my goal. Well, I can say this: you definitely have a lot more in the tank. Um, obviously, I'm not too familiar with the spinal disease uh, that you have, so there isn't there isn't an, yeah there is an acknowledgement of you not having as much time as you'd like. But I would say with the time that you've had thus far and removing the past two years, you left quite an impression. I mean, if you think about it, to be invited to come out to play in L.A. in a pretty talented tournament, that says something. And you were a rookie compared to now. I don't don't think your best days are behind you. If anything, they're right ahead of you. Now whether you're the best corner in the East, I mean, everyone's going to have that debate. 
Oh, yeah. uh, I would definitely, I would definitely consider you one of the best corners I played against that weekend for sure. Yeah. You, and, was, you and you and Ty Frazier. Oh, Ty is nuts. Huh? Ty is nuts. My boy got bunnies. Got <laughs> got bunnies. But, but if um, I had to like, like, uh, Mike McGee, definitely top top four. Like Matt Levine, Quan, Jeff, they're all just insane corners to face. Yeah, that's true. But I can see you matching up well against all of them. Right. I don't. I don't see you getting smoked by either of them. Maybe by Tommy uh, in the clip there. I'm sorry. Uh, depending on the day. It depending depends on the day. To play. Yeah, it depends on the day. But um, I think you're gonna you're gonna leave a monumentous impact behind in oh, the in the game. Dude. <laughs> He's turning on the camera. <laughs> I'll leave that off. That's uh, it's fine, but no. Um, I think y- you you left a solid impression with a lot of people, and I think there's plenty of time to add to that. And if anything, I could say, keep at it, keep at it as long as your body can let you, because I promise you, by the time it won't, you'll still have people cheering your name. That is what I like to do. Unfortunately, it's kind of hard too because I don't want to push myself so far because I also work for UPS. <laughs> and that is my future. It is. I have 29 years left. And, you know, you delivery driver, you put yourself in a lot of stress, a lot of pain, like lifting, lowering. So my goal is to go as long as I can without risking my future and my job. Well, hopefully you, you get out of the sport in one piece, but not before your impact is made, man. Because I, I can guarantee, like, you got plenty more left. And I'm going to be cheering for you all the way here. Better. I'm cheering for you, punk. Wait, I'm sorry. What was that? I said you better cheer for me. I'm cheering for you. Huh? <laughs> Word. I heard that. <laughs> but yeah, man, just keep at it and um, know that when you walk away, you're definitely going to have a lot of people buying you drinks on the way out, so to speak. It's going to be hard walking away. Huh? It's going to be hard walking away. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it will be. I mean, I'm I'm not thinking about it anytime soon, but I know eventually I will have to. And nah. I like to think, uh-huh. Nah. <laughs> You're right. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Uh, so any final shout-outs you want to give before we wrap up? Uh, Shout-out to my team. Obviously, Clutch Mode. We're going to do it this year. We're going to get one after May because I'm not allowed to – I can't play the first round of May. Feels bad. Uh. <laughs> Shout out! Actually, thank you for having me on the show. Shout out to you, Sergio, for thank your you. podcast. It's awesome. Actually, <laughs> be able to do this and hopefully be able to come back another day and maybe when I'm retired and see how everything went. You know, that's not a bad idea. I'll definitely hold you to that. <laughs> and then uh, for anyone that wants to keep up with me, follow my stream. You guys can chat. I always love talking to anyone I can. Uh, I'll drop. It's uh, if you want, I'll send Sergio the link or J A Y S T R six nine at twitch.tv.com. Yeah, uh, send me the link. I'll definitely drop it in the in the link when this episode airs. For anyone that wants me to watch me suck at league, <laughs> even though I'm top two, three percent in the world or nation right now. <laughs> yeah, and you suck. Yeah, yeah, that's literally. It's funny to think that way, right? <laughs> right. Nah, you'd probably be carrying me the whole way. Uh, there's some champions today that are kind of not okay you know what we're not talking about this we're not talking about this not now nope you're not gonna bash me on my picks hey I'll let you go with your picks just don't play Kali that's all I ask oh I, be- I ban her or Set all the time alright Set's reasonable Kali I ban Evelyn I don't like that champion that permanent is bullshit I don't care <laughs> bullshit <laughs> she's literally considered one of the worst junglers right now. She's still permanent. I don't care. Okay, hold on. All right, all right. You know what? I gotta, I gotta stop this. Um, who's your favorite support that you would love to have? Like champion wise. Champion wise, yeah, yeah champion wise. My favorite champion to have on my team would probably either be. There's two. There, I have one for engage and not engage. Alistar okay. is my favorite for engage. Of course. Just full send it, you know? What's the worst? Just full send it. And mm-hmm. if I'm playing a hyper carry, my favorite champion to play with is Lulu. 
You're telling me shields, heals, speed up, attack. Love it. I'm the carry. I'm the big boy. Make me shoot <laughs> me up, Sally. <laughs> Keep me up, Sally. One. All right, everyone. That was my interview with TJ Jefferson. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on and sharing with us your story. Um, still plenty left to be told, but to capture what was already captured already up until this point is always an honor. Um, definitely going to look to play with uh, League of Legends with you at some point. Um, just going to fix my laptop. But um, otherwise, man, I'm about to wrap up season five and it's been a wild ride um i want to thank everyone for the support everyone i've interviewed thus far i have about three more interviews maybe four um left on the schedule and then i'm just going to take a month or two off um but in the meantime uh stay tuned uh steve damon will return shortly the return of the boss is imminent If you've listened up until this point, thank you so much and have a wonderful day.